Hey, welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. Before we begin, I just wanted to encourage you to subscribe to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. That way you can stay up to date on any upcoming shows. I'm Christine Mills, and today we have an exciting guest. Her name is Stephanie Pitts, and she's from the Artness. Artness is a nurturing, non-competitive, non-judgmental environment where class size is limited, so each student receives individual attention. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you about this um, studio that you have. So please tell us about yourself and where did you grow up and how did your background prepare you for creating Artness? Sure. So I have a pretty interesting upbringing um, in terms of Artness because it's just a, it was a natural progression. As I look back in hindsight, I... I, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I see how all the events of my life led up to this moment for me doing exactly what I want to do. Um, so I was born in New Jersey, born and raised, and I was raised by two extremely creative entrepreneurial parents. Oh. Um, I'm very lucky and blessed in that way. My dad is a complete artist to, to the T, but textbook artist. Um, everything was creative. Everything was creative problem solving. Everything was creating. Everything we did was done with vigor and zest, and it was just oh, amazing. My, yeah, I was really lucky that way. So, um, you know, he was he was a uh, a commercial director in New York City. So, and my mom was his executive producer. So they had a company together. So they were entrepreneurs. Oh. So that's that's literally all I knew. Um, and I have, I have a brother who's also an entrepreneur and he has his own company. So that was just the way that nice. we were raised. Um, and you know, we were just raised with doing everything to the best of your ability, do everything that you love. Don't worry about the money. If you're doing something that you love, the money will come. Um, and if you're happy, then it's going to work out great. So that was, I was really, really lucky in that way. So I think I have had an inherent advantage by just having the parents that I do. So I'm, I'm really lucky and blessed in that way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I grew up in New Jersey, which also was great too, because I went to the city all the time and, and access to a lot of creativity. Yeah. Um, anytime I showed interest in something, you know, my parents were like, okay, great. There's a program for that because, you know, New York has everything. So mm -hmm. you know, there was a program for any creative, anything that I could think of. So, um, they were really supportive in that way. So I, um, you know, I grew up there. I went to a great high school. I, um, uh, you know, I went to college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Sort of like 99% of any artist is like <laughs> interest. It's like, what do you do with yourself? Um, so I went to school and I studied art because what what else was I going to do? That's what I did. Um, right. So I studied art. I I had an emphasis on painting and photography, but I also am actually a musician. So I oh um, mine yeah I know throw what, that in. What instrument? I play the piano, um, just oh, nice. backup vocals. I was in a band in college, that kind of stuff. But I studied, I'm classically trained. So I studied, oh. um, uh, classical piano. So I went to school for that, um, and art. So anything creative, I just love. That's just what I know and what I have always known. Um, and so I left college and I was like, okay, great. I just did more of what I know. Now what do I do? Um, yeah. So I decided to get my substitute teaching certificate, um, and I started subbing, and I 
absolutely fell in love with it. I Really? It. I've never heard yes. someone say they fell in love with substitute teaching. I know. Well, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, it's sort of like borrowing a kid and you send it back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? At the time, that was okay for me. But I really just found this, this beauty in nurturing kids, and I felt like, I I always felt like I have this childlike curiosity, and I feel like I can relate to kids sometimes better than I can relate to adults, as, as yeah. odd as that sounds. And, um, you know, I just like to have fun and see the creativity and everything, and that's what kids naturally do. So they made me feel better about myself. So I, you know, so I love teaching, so I pursued that that career path, and I got my certification and I became an art teacher. Um, I was first started teaching in New Jersey, then I actually moved to Miami because um, I just wanted to continue my adventure. Um, and I started teaching in Miami. I was teaching uh, in um, just right outside of Liberty City. And um, that was quite an experience for me. It was it was really challenging in a lot of ways. I, I taught um, severely emotionally disturbed and emotionally handicapped kids. Um, and it was, it was, it was challenging, but it was absolutely beautiful. And mm. kids, you know, especially kids with emotional, um, you know, emotionally disturbed, severely emotionally disturbed, emotionally handicapped tend to be extremely creative and not just because they want to be creative. It's because they need to be creative. Mm. And it's like their outlet. They, they don't know how to verbally express how they're feeling. So I gave we gave them another option on how to express their feelings, um, and it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Some kids just really came out of their shells, and um, I again fell in love. I got reinforced with what the career path I had chosen. Right. Um, you know, but within teaching in a public school setting, you're you're sort of um, at the mercy of you know the testing. I was teaching when No Child Left Behind just came out, and oh yeah. It was, yeah, so everything was geared towards the test. And as an artist, I was like, wait a second, I just want to teach art. I, I love, you know, reading is important, math is important, but I don't want to have to think about building that into every single one of my lessons. Um, because that, I just felt like that hindered my creativity. There's ways to do it, and there's wonderful art teachers that absolutely do it. So I'm not putting it down, but just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I moved on and I moved back to New York. I, I worked for the Princeton Review and I was, um, director of, um, operations for overseeing after school programs for kids to learn. They were getting tutored for reading, ironically, tutored for reading and math. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny how that all turned out. So I was like, let's go the opposite direction. But I just really, what I loved about that was that I was affecting more kids. It wasn't just the kids right. in my classroom. I had arms in, you know, we were we had thousands of kids under our purview, and you know, it's a Princeton Review, so it was, you know, we had a lot of kids. Um, yeah. And so that was wonderful and beautiful, but I missed the creative side. So yeah. All of a sudden, somehow, the universe brought me to find a job at School of Rock, and so that's where my music. The School of Rock. In. School of Rock. So it was an, it's an after-school music program for kids that want basically want to be rock stars because we would put them on stage and they would perform, you know, starting at five years old. So it was that incredible. sounds like so much fun. It oh was my gosh, so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> they're, they're still around. They're, they have like 200 schools internationally, and I'm still I, very fond of them. They're amazing. It's, Are they related to um, that that TV show that used to come on? The movie. Yeah, the, the movie. School of Rock. 
so uh, so the movie was loosely based on the guy that started the company. So the, the the company actually came first, and then the movie was loosely based on the guy that started the company. So yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a bunch of musicians that they wanted to start an awesome school for kids. Sort of had you know shared the same passion that I had about arts and the kids. And it created a monster of a company. I mean, there's 200, there's over 200 schools now, and it's it's incredible. So, um, so that was really fun. I met incredible people, and I was the director of franchise operations. So, wow. I, uh, yeah. So I oversaw, um, you know, about 65 franchises. I helped them get their businesses up and running. I helped with marketing, with you know, general business practices, with implementing the curriculum, you know, all of that stuff. And so. You can see where this is going. Yes, that I can. <laughs> all the pieces were coming together in hindsight just to bring me where I I, I am now. And so um, I, I was at School of Rock for a while, and I had two of my own kids. Um, I was doing a lot of traveling because my schools were all over the um, the eastern the east coast. So um, so I was traveling to go visit the schools, to, you know, to make sure that they were doing everything that you know that they needed to do. And for the first kid, after my first kid, I was like, okay, this is great. Travel is good because I get a break and I can breathe. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Overnight, an overnight trip was, was a wonderful break to breathe, you know, from having the baby. Um, but then having the second kid, it, I just started feeling really bad about traveling. I just couldn't, it wasn't a break anymore. It was a lot of guilt. I wanted to be with my children. So I didn't want to travel anymore for work. So I left School of Rock and I took a year off to be with my kids. And then, you know, it's just the entrepreneurial blood in in my body. I just, I could yeah. not, I had to, I had to go back to work. I had to do something. So um, Art Nest was born. I just, I was talking to my dad and I said, you know, we're not done. My dad retired. He wasn't done. I wasn't done, you know, being, having a career. So um, I said, dad, let's just do this. We'll, we'll get a little space. I'll teach some classes the way that I want to teach. You can help me teach. He's a photographer, so I was like, you can do tons of portraits oh, nice. and tons of pictures of the kids. We'll have a room in the back where that we can do so our own fun. art. Yeah, and, you know, I love my dad. He's, we're basically the same person, and then I'm learning more and more as I work with him, but we're, we're essentially the same person. So um, it's really easy to work with him. And so we decided, let's do this. So he's now not retired anymore, a lot busier than he thought he was going to be during retirement. Yeah. And, um you know, so he works with me, and I um, and my mom is also in the mix too. She's our finance department because that's basically what she did when you know when she was working with my dad. So, um, so it's truly a family business. Um, we started out really small in this tiny little room. It was basically a room, and it felt like coming into our living room. Like, hey, come in, come take an art class. <laughs> it, was, it was really charming. <laughs> have like 10 kids at a time but it was it was lovely it was it was really nice and then yeah it was we we loved it we were totally happy it was great and then all of a sudden you know I started I had to start turning business down because you know we had to cut you know cut the classes off at 10 we couldn't fit more kids in people were asking for birthday parties I didn't have enough room for birthday parties they wanted to do all these things that I wanted to do too and I was like you know what dad we we need we need a bigger location. Like we have to do this. This is like the community is asking for it. You know, we we want to do yeah. this. This is in our blood. We have to do it. So we got found a bigger space 
and um, you know, and then ArtNest version two was born, and it was you know more than double the space. And since we opened, we've been in that location for about a year and a half, and we've knock on wood, it's been growing and growing and growing, and we're doing tons of birthday parties, tons of classes. We have workshops now. We do adult events. So it really just sort of blossomed. And um, now we're working on location number two. So we're really excited about that. This is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you. There's so many takeaways from your story and your past. Um, One is that you're just open to opportunities and you're extremely flexible. And that's like a lesson to everyone that, you know, sometimes you might think that, um, if you take this opportunity, it's going to lead you down this path. And a lot of times it doesn't. And, but you're open mm-hmm. to opportunities. And then now look at that. You're able to teach. You're able to uh, teach art. You're able to teach math and reading. Um, mm-hmm. You were uh, at School of Rock and then you did franchise development. And all of this mm-hmm. is leading up to your business. And even back then, you necessarily didn't see it. But now it makes perfect sense that you yes. were led down that path. Yep, I was collecting data and I didn't even know it. You know, right. I was collecting data for my business and that's that's really what what was happening. And and you're absolutely right. I think it's really important. You have to stay flexible. You definitely need goals. That's really important, but you have to be flexible. Just like having kids. You yeah. know, it's just like you have a goal, you want to raise a great child, but you got to kind of follow their lead sometimes. And that's that's how I see I I joke all the time that now I'm opening location number 2. I'm, this is actually my fourth child. Because oh, yeah. my own, and now I have two locations. So yeah. you have to follow follow their lead and and follow the lead of the community and and what the demand is. So it's really important to be flexible and be open to opportunities. Absolutely. So you're from New Jersey. I used to live in New York. I lived in Brooklyn. I know a little oh, okay. about New Jersey. I know Mount Clare and Jersey oh, City. Oh, right by yes, I was right by Mount Clare. I was in South Orange. I grew up in South Orange. Oh, nice. I just yep. love New Jersey mm-hmm. because like when I first went to New Jersey. I'm like, oh, this is every American sitcom. <laughs> like, you know, yes. like, the opening scene of like Growing Pains or any family yeah. sitcom is like <laughs> yep. a New Jersey home. And I'm like, this is where they were filming this. <laughs> yup. Beautiful. Because I grew up in South Florida and I remember thinking, where are these homes that they're, they're video, right. they're recording and there's this big maple tree and, two-story mm-hmm. colonial. I'm like, where are these homes? Exactly. And then yep, when I went to New it. Jersey, I'm like, that's it. And, you know, when I, I lived in Connecticut, and I'm like, this is the everyday American family on TV. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it was a great place to grow up. And then you had the New York experience as well. I mean, just mm-hmm. be a stone throws away from New York, being able to go back Absolutely. and forth. Yeah. So, and then after I in Miami, I was living in, in Manhattan. I was in Union Square for, for years. Oh, so wow, yeah. that was, yep, yep, that was, that was my home. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a New Yorker at heart. New York, New Jersey, a Northeasterner at heart. Right. Even though I live in Florida now, so. But most not, of us are down here, so. <laughs> that is true. They call it the sixth borough. It is the sixth borough, for sure. For so sure. I always ask everyone this, because I grew up down here. I grew up in um, Broward County in Fort Lauderdale. What is it like for you to have relocated from the Northeast to South Florida? And how is it like, because you're like in Delray, like your first location is in Delray, which I think is a really cool area. So how has that been for you? Well, you know, I sort of transitioned everything at the same time. So I, when we decided to move down here, it was actually my husband's um, 
job, his his CEO decided, you know, we're going to move to Florida. Let's go. And oh. because I was working at School of Rock, I could work remotely from anywhere in the Eastern time zone. So it was perfect. But then when we moved here, I found out I was pregnant. So it was like, oh. you know, I was transitioning into motherhood as well as transitioning into a completely different lifestyle in Florida. Yeah. So, um, so it all sort of made sense. I mean, you know, I, it's interesting because I always envisioned myself living in Manhattan my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I just, again, being flexible, it's like, oh, well, this is where life is taking me. Um, but it's, it's definitely an adjustment. I, I went through a culture shock when I got here, but I had already lived in Miami, um, even though that's different than living, you know, in Boca del Rey because yeah, it's more yeah, suburban. It um, but no, I mean, what I loved is, was the community. I mean, everybody is, you know, most people are extremely open and nice and, yeah. um, it, you know, just I got along with everybody. It was just, it was easy because, because, the people were especially, you know, we moved right to East El Rey. It's a very welcoming, oh, you know, yeah, um, grounded beautiful. community. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's like a beach town. You just there's there's a little bit of everything. You can throw your flip flops on and go downtown. Yeah. Like it was, you know, and and I very love non-judgmental. That. Yeah, non-judgmental. Just kind of, you know, and and that's how I am too. You know, just you know, being. In in New York, you know, you can be anonymous or you can be a part of, of something, you know, so and that's how the feeling I got from Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely an adjustment, you know, going into Publix and them asking me if I needed help out. You know, I'm like, well, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean you want to help me? <laughs> like, that's not what we did in New York. I carried my own bags. And, like, <laughs> why are you being so nice to me? So, <laughs> what do you want from me? What do you want from me? What's going to happen when we get in the parking lot? You know? so, that took some adjustment. So, but it really is a beautiful thing. And I uh, really, I appreciate it now. And I'm really happy that my kids can grow up in that kind of environment. Yeah. You know? So, and, you know, just having more space, you know, actually having a backyard is, is really nice. Yeah, and have, a, having actually oranges that grow out of the backyard. If you want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We had mangoes in East Delray. You know, they actually yeah. ate fresh mangoes. It wasn't everything at the supermarket. So, yeah, I mean, having a playground that we can walk to that, that's, you know, and you have beautiful scenery on the way, not just having to schedule everything like in New York. And listen, city kids are awesome. You know, there's something beautiful yeah. about city kids, too. Um, you know, but just different. And, and I, I really embrace the lifestyle of, of being a mom in Florida. So, it was a bit of a shock, um, but we I think we adjust really nicely, adjusted really nicely, and the weather helps for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, so walk me through, because you just told us about your company and how you started. So I have two kids, and we were talking about this before we went online. I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, and um, my daughter is very creative, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the school she attended in Connecticut, it was they had like a great art studio and mm-hmm. um and the preschool she went to was like you know she she was very it's just encouraged to be very creative. My son, on the other hand, is like you know I think um public schools because of they don't have as many art programs and you know the push to testing um they mm-hmm. don't leave a lot of room for that creativity. 
So yep. if I was to bring in both of my kids, then, you know, my daughter's like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is my happy <laughs> My happy yep. <laughs> And yep. my son comes in, and he's like, I can't draw. I'm not good at this. You know, so yep. what would that typical day be, like, from scheduling to, like, you know, when they're there? Just so yes. the would know how to go about it. This is a really great um, – that's actually a perfect scenario. I'm really glad that you asked that question. Um, so, so first of all, we, we have classes by age. Um, and it's, it, we try to make it really easy. I, I was telling you this is that, you know, yeah. you can schedule an hour before the class if you want to come. You just have to sign up because we keep the classes small. So that way, when we keep the classes small, we can give each child individualized attention for what they want to do. So every month we have a theme. So this, this month's theme is witches and wizards. Last month was graffiti. We go through different themes. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's awesome. So either it's like a kind of artist or a theme, a genre, or, you know, we had to do Witches and Wizards for Halloween month. You know, last year we did Tim Burton because it's very Halloween-esque. Um, so, so we every week within that theme is a different project. And then within the class structure, we have time to do a project. And then we have time in our splash room. So the splash room is sort of what we're we're known for, and it's a room that is completely tarped, the walls, the floor, the table, everything, and we oh literally God. let the kids have a paint party. So they can get as messy as they want, they can stay as clean as they want, whatever, it's totally child-led, and we follow them and give them what they need and what they want. So so to answer your question about the difference between the, the interest level of your two kids is your 11-year-old will have you know, this wonderful project that she can take to whatever level she wants because she'll have individualized attention by, because all of our teachers are artists and we keep a six to one ratio. So okay. it'll never be, and we never have more than, you know, 15 or 20 kids in the class anyway. So, um, but even so we keep a six to one ratio. And then if your son started in the splash room, he might be really excited about art and all yeah. of those inhibitions that he has melt away because what happens is we give them an opportunity to do intuitively what they want to be doing. It's not school. They don't have to be there. They're there to have fun and in the process learn some art and learn some life skills. So he can start in the splash room if he wanted to. Like, oh, I can throw because we like literally dip like rubber balls into paint buckets and throw it at the wall. So if yeah, that's what's totally going to comfortable, yeah, so is that what's going to make them comfortable? Great. Dip it, throw it at the wall, let it bounce, laugh, think that you're getting away with something because you're really not because you're totally allowed to do it, but that's fine, don't do it at home. But, you know, it's it's totally fine. And they, they some kids, like, throw their bodies against the wall. They take paintbrushes and they splatter against the wall. They make handprints. They can draw on the wall if they want. We have butcher paper up and they can actually draw something and paint it huge life-size on the wall. So it's whatever they want to do. And that's how we get the kids that feel, you know, they, they, they sort of, their self-esteem has been somewhat um, depleted because they don't have those opportunities in, in school. It's right. Either I can, either I'm really good at this or I'm not good at this. And that's right. not what art is. Art, as to use a cliche, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And for us, it's about the process. It's not about the end product. It's about having an experience, a positive experience with art that you as the child wanted to do and you feel good about your, your, 
your process and if, you know, if you care about the end result, you feel good about the end result, but the end result is just the feelings inside you of you had a great time and you did art. And guess what? Nobody said you were good or bad at it. You know, so. That's a great experience to have. Exactly. So, so we cater to all levels. So your 11 year old can get a really intensive, like, okay, I want figure drawing. I want to understand the the human body and how we make it look like it's moving, it's running, it's the facial structure, all of that. We can do that and we provide that, but we can start a kid that's apprehensive, you know, with other ways of naturally, you know, just going nuts in art and then kind of reel them in like, look, you can do this. And now you've drawn this on the board now or on the wall. Now we can move that into this and look, oh, guess what? You did those shapes. You put those shapes together and it created, you just created a dinosaur. And wow, you can actually draw that. And we sort of rein them in. So we have an end goal, you know, or or a goal, not an end goal, but a goal to get them drawing and painting and and fulfilling the certain skills that that we want them to learn. But they don't even realize that it's happening. You know, it's it's some, you know, some is a longer process. Some, they jump right in, but we're prepared for any of of those levels of of interest and of of skill set. So and they're able to take this art home as well, which is good. Correct. So and and like I said, it's about the process. So sometimes they can they they have something to take home. Sometimes like your son might have just played in the flash room the whole time and yeah. maybe takes home, you know, the paint that's all over his body. But um, you know, but <laughs> It was really about a process. So, right. um, so we don't always guarantee that they'll have a project to take home, but the trust us with that they had an incredible experience and that they learned so much from the process that they went through while they were there. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. so you also have parties um, for grown-ups yes. as well as kids. Can you tell us a yes. little bit? And I saw you have brunch as well on Sundays. We do. We do. So, um, so okay, so, so for the adult parties, I mean, listen, we're stressed out. Like, we're busy. We need something that – we need the same experience that those kids have because we are all kids at heart. So <laughs> yeah. what we do is we – for the adult parties, it's awesome. We we open up the splash room and we give – we bring out, like, the, the big-time projectiles. So we'll give the adults slingshots with paintballs. Oh, my God. Have, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So And we have water guns that we fill with paint. And they spray them everywhere. We have like we have like bigger projectile instruments, if you will, to to launch the paint. And they love it. And it's you know sometimes you know people claim to be neat freaks and like they're obsessed obsessive about keeping clean. But it's like really you know you want to do this. And we ease you <laughs> in just like we do the kids. You come in, you sit down. If you want to bring wine, you can bring wine. Um, you know, or anything, any food, any wine, anything you want. Um, we sit you down, you can start off on the canvas, we get you comfortable, and then we bring you into the splash room. And without fail, the adults have all gone nuts. Because you got to <laughs> let loose. You have yeah. to. You have to. It makes you a better so person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's really fun. And the same story with the birthday parties for the kids. Um, you know, we love doing birthday parties. We We keep, you know, we have a basic structure, but we really customize. And because we're all artists, we can create, we can make anything happen. So if, you know, the other day we had a, kid, a, a girl do a JoJo Siwa party and we customized all our canvases for JoJo Siwa and we decked out, we blinged out some big bows that she put in her hair and then we did a slime oh, party. Oh, nice. Some kids want to do tie-dye, some kids want to do slime um, and everybody has a theme and then we theme out the room so that 
they feel like they're walking in and this party is all about them. And then the parents, we do, we literally do everything. So the only thing the parent has to do is bring the kids and bring the cake. So um, we, we do the tablecloths, the cups, plates, napkins, everything so that, you know, I know what it's like to be a mom. There's a bazillion things going on, especially, you know, there's just, there's just so much going on. I don't want to have to think about, did I bring a, a matches for the candle? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's a complete disaster. So, <laughs> Does anybody really, have a cigarette lighter? Yeah, anybody have a lighter? Can I light the candle? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I've just, been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the kid's all disappointed because he doesn't have a lit candle. You know, it's like, <laughs> then it's epic fail and it's all that So we, we make sure that doesn't happen. You don't have to be stressed out on the day of the party. You can just show up and know that everything is done and that it's, going to be the best experience ever for your kid and it's going to be completely unique and like no no other party and it's never the same twice so if you we have some repeat kids already that have come back and had their birthday party again and we make it completely different than last year so it's you know it's totally different or if they've been to a friend's birthday party there when they have their party there it feels completely different so it feels like it's totally customized for them Right. And it's not overly stimulating as well. I remember um, my daughter, she went to a birthday party at, at, you know, a place that has a big rat (laughs) and she's crying. (laughs) And I remember she started crying. um, And I think a a large part of it is that she was overly stimulated. She was so young and it was just too much going on versus like your place. It's, it's, you know, you could be as stimulated as you want it to be. Exactly. It's not forced upon you. Yes, and everybody, every person has a different personality. So if you're a little bit more apprehensive, you're not the the risk taker to jump into a classroom because that can be overwhelming. We have the the easels on the other side, like let's take a minute, you know, let's get you comfortable. And again, I mean, this is, it sounds like craziness, but it's very organized. It's organized chaos. Like we have a full staff there. We are controlling everything. The kids totally feel like they're free, but we have this down to a science where we totally, we can reel them in at any minute. We we have it completely under control, but the kids feel like they're completely free. So yeah. um, so it doesn't get overstimulating because I, we have seen that happen. And, you know, we, we have to also, we uh, assess the kids' personalities, you know, the personality of the group, and we adjust accordingly. Um, and cause it's, it's a very, it's a very, uh, touchy thing. You know, some, there's some groups that are very, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit, it takes them a little bit longer to warm up. So we do a few right. games to warm them up. Then there's some kids that come in and they're like, they just run in and they want to throw everything against the wall and we have to, you know, back them up a little and organize <laughs> like, them a little yeah. more. So, <laughs> you know, so we, we adjust where everybody's a teacher, everybody's an artist and most of us are moms. So it, right. it really helps. So, so what really surprised nice. you the most about starting Artness? Um, what surprised me the most, I would say, is the way that we were embraced by the community. Because, yeah. I mean, really, just we started this tiny little location. I was like, ah, we'll just do some artwork of our own, and I'll teach a class to pay the rent. You know, but it was like, oh, my God, like, this is awesome, but, like, did not expect that at all. You know, so yeah. um, we're so grateful. We we literally live in gratitude every single day. That's why we're happy. You know, we're like so appreciative <laughs> of the community and and all that they've allowed us to do, you know, because without the community, we wouldn't exist. So, um, you know, so so that was the biggest surprise is like, wow, we're really onto something here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that. And what challenges have you faced while building, you know, Artness and now you are doing Artness and Boca? 
So what challenges have yeah. you faced? So I would say, and you can probably relate to this, is balancing the mom work life. Yeah. Um, that is definitely the biggest challenge um, because, you know, I'm a very uh, – you know, I'm very active in my kids' lives, of course, and, and I want to be there for them. Um, but, you know, I really am also very committed to art math. So it, it's really hard finding the balance. And I don't think there's ever truly balance. I think it just ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my kids learn from, from my hard work, seeing me working really hard, and they help when they can. Um, you know, and just just dealing with the unpredictable. It's it just like I, I think I, I had an interview when I, we first opened and I told this story because it's just, and as a mom, you'll totally understand, it was the day of our grand opening in our brand new location when we moved to the bigger location. And I got a call from school that my youngest son, who was two at the time, stuck a bead in his nose and I oh couldn't get it gosh. out. I'm like, I have a grand opening. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I had to take him to the hospital to get it extracted. So, you know, I run up, I oh get it, you know, I take up to the hospital, I'm getting, you know, I call in reinforcements to help get set up for the grand opening and, you know, he's, I'm trying to stay calm for him and just getting the bead out of his nose and oh my I'm all gosh. disheveled and, you know, and I just show up at my grand opening and I just am who I am. My hair was on top of my head. I was disheveled and it just was what it was and I was okay with it, you know, and I was just glad the bead came out of his nose and that I made it on time for the grand opening and it just was what it was, you know? So Oh wow. So, yeah. 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 So that was interesting. So I'm sure there will be more challenges like that that, that occur. Um so you know, so that that's definitely the biggest challenge is balancing all of that and really asking for help when I need it. Um yeah. you know, I've just always been one to just do things for my for myself, by myself, and, and I can do it, and that's it. And, um, you know, just really embracing help. So so that's been helpful as well. But, yep, definitely a challenge. That is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, children, yep. they really keep us on our toes. Yeah. They sure do. <laughs> yep. So, so <laughs> what sure. advice would you give to someone who's listening right now? And they're like, oh, man, that sounds so awesome. I would love to do something like that, but I, I just don't know if I can. And. Um, I would love to start a business. I like to start, you know, baking cakes and selling it or, you know, um, yeah, what would you say yeah. to that person? Well, I think the biggest thing that I learned, and it was sort of by accident, um, is really, and it's something that my parents always taught me, but, it didn't, you know, you don't learn something until you do it, um, at least for me. But it was really start small with what you can handle. Don't bite off more than you can chew. I think one of the reasons why we're successful, knock on wood, is because we had that small location. We it was a it was a small financial risk for us, so we didn't feel totally stressed out. So what happens is, or what happened for us is that because it wasn't a huge financial risk, we were able to do things because we wanted to do them and we felt excited about doing them, as opposed to going into a big location to start and saying, oh, my God, we have to get X amount of kids to pay the rent and pay Mm -hmm. the bills. Then you start doing things because out of desperation. And it doesn't have the same – it doesn't have the same feeling. It doesn't translate as well into the community. And you're just – you're not making the same decisions as you would um, in a situation where you feel relaxed and doing things because you want to do them rather than out of desperation because you have to do them. So um, I think that was really the, the key to our, you know, our, our small success right now, you know, and hopefully yeah. to grow. But, you know, it's it's really, I think that was truly the key. And I think it was also that 
is, is mixed in with taking calculated risks. You know, you have to take risks. You know, you can't just sit stagnant um, and not take any risks. But, like, small calculated risks, I feel, were, were really what, what made us who we are now and, and will hopefully continue to for us to grow. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it, we took the risk by, by you know, signing on another, you know, five years in, in a bigger location with higher rent and I have to hire more people. And, you know, so it's it was a risk, but it was calculated because it's like, well, I know that these people are knocking at our door already. Right, so right. I would just say, you know, start small with what you can handle and what you can afford and then and, and that way you're making decisions that make you happy as opposed mm. to making desperate decisions. That's so, awesome um, advice. And, and I like yeah. the fact that you're growing organically. You know, as the yeah. demand increases, you build mm-hmm. according to that demand, you know, so yes. versus just saying, I'm just going to open a huge studio and build right. it and they will come. Um, I think exactly. How you exactly. went about it is very methodical and very mindful of your Thank resources you. and everything. That's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So what's next for Artness and how can our listeners learn more about your company? So, well, we're opening location number two um, in Boca, as I mentioned, and we're really excited. And um, it's uh, it's supposed to open, well, we're under construction right now, and uh, it's, we're hoping that we open mid-November. Um, construction is almost done, but then, you know, we have to get inspected and get our permits and all that stuff. So yeah. um, we never know how long that'll take. So we're, we're hoping mid-November, but we're actually booking birthday parties for uh, 2020. So if uh-huh. uh, so, we've already booked some parties for you know January and on, which is great. That's awesome. Um, I know it's awesome, and that's what I mean about the demand. It's like you know they we we knew people were knocking at the door, so that was another calculated risk. Is that we know we have a contingent in Boca, so we're already booking parties. Um, so uh, so location number two, and then in the future, you know, I I love to open more locations. Um, you know, and and that that would definitely be the goal. Is I I would I really want to create this situation for as many kids, not only kids but parents too, because the parents come in and you can just de stress for a little while, even if it's for an hour class or a forty five minute class. Right. I want to affect as many people as as we possibly can, and it's really stressful being a parent in this time. There's too much information. What you can do, what you can't do, what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> what your kids supposed to be doing—it's just too much. And too so much. you need, yeah, you need a place where you can just go and literally sit back or get involved with your kid and just not worry. Don't worry if your kid's not sharing. It's okay. Like, don't worry that the other mom is going to judge you. They don't care either. We have enough for everybody to share. Let's be crazy, paint the wall, get messy, and. Do you don't have to say a thing. We take care of everything. So that's something I want when I go to places for my kids because I'm totally worried about, like, my kid being mean to another kid or not caring. It's like, oh, you know, and so that's what I want to create. Really, it stems from my desire to create it for the moms because I am a mom and I just don't want to be stressed out anymore. So um, so I want to affect as many people as I can and in as many places as we can. Um, so I'm hoping to open a ton of locations and, um, you know, we'll, we'll start We'll start small. We have two, and hopefully three will be on the horizon after this, and, you know, maybe some other offshoots, and, and we'll see what happens. And maybe a franchise, uh, perhaps? Maybe, perhaps. I mean, I do come from a background in franchising, so yeah. um, so we'll see. It's, you know, to have to weigh the pros and cons and uh, figure out where, where I want to be. So, That's awesome. Uh, but we're, there's definitely going to be more, so we'll, we'll say that. 
There's definitely That's awesome. I'm excited. So, yeah, yeah, me too. Thank you. Um, and we just actually changed our website over, um, and it's artneststudios.com. Um, we were artnestdelray.com, and even if you type that in, it'll still lead you to Artnest Studios. But on that website, you will see both Boca and Delray and what's going on there. And cool. we also are on Instagram and Facebook, Artnest Studios, so you can find us there. And that's all of our updates you know, for upcoming themes, upcoming classes, upcoming workshops, and then upcoming when we're actually opening the doors for Boca. Nice. And yeah. so now we're going into our final segment of the show where we're going to get to know a little bit about you, Stephanie, and mm-hmm. they're just rapid-fire questions just to make it fun and light yeah. for them to know a little bit about you. So I like fun. art medium. <laughs> art medium. Um, well, I don't discriminate. I like everything. So, um, okay. but... I'm, I've always been fascinated by light emerging from darkness. So anything that like I can paint light on black canvas or black board or, you know, white pastel on black paper, like I've always been fascinated with like the, the, the opposite, you know, light emerging from the darkness. And that's why I love black oh, and white nice. photography too. So that's, that's really sort of my, that's my fascination, but I, I love everything. So. Neat. I like that. Yeah. I love black yeah. and white photography. Um, yeah. To to a point that my daughter, um, I have a lot of black and white f- photography, and she's like, "So in your day, they didn't have color, <laughs> uh, color You're right back in our day." day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, I just like black and white photography." So I would that's hilarious. Buy black and white <laughs> film and take pictures <laughs> in my twenties of everything. <laughs> but she right. thought that a conscious <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> So your favorite dessert, if you are a dessert person, um, what's your favorite dessert? Well, I am not a dessert person, but... Oh, you're not? Okay. But but I have a weakness for chocolate peanut butter ice cream. It's it's a problem. There there could be a million things in front of me, and I will always pick the chocolate peanut butter ice cream. I've loved that since the day I was born. It's just, yeah. Any particular brand or... I love, um, I love, I don't even know if it's still around anymore. Is Baskin Robbins still around? But I, that's, yeah, I, I don't think that's so. That's where I always got it because they have the big chunks of the peanut butter. Oh, that sounds but, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such Robbins. a good combination. Chocolate and peanut butter, I don't know. It's just it's it's so good. the best thing that ever happened on the planet. <laughs> Chocolate peanut butter and combo. Yep. Your favorite book? So... Uh, this is a tough question because I just honestly, I haven't read a book in so long because who has time to sit down and do that? But yeah. um, I have found myself referring back to, and this is, I, I love Malcolm Gladwell. Um, and oh, yeah. I, I love The Outliers. And I've been referring, lately book. it's just come back. I read it a while ago, but it's been coming back. I've been referring to it. And I think about it a lot when I think about my kids. You know, and, you know, are they outliers? Am I giving them access to resources? You know, so, um, yeah. so I love that book. But I'm also just more insight into about me is that anything Stephen King, because I'm like a big horror fan. So okay. I've I've literally read every Stephen King book, but not in the last six to seven years. <laughs> yeah, kids, right? <laughs> really hard to sit down with a book. Yes. <laughs> and also your children of your studio. So, like, all your kids, it's like a lot. Exactly. I mean, now I read stuff just about, you know, art projects and teaching and methods and psychology right. of children and, and that kind of stuff. But that's that's not that exciting for yeah. for anyone else. You know, I love it. But, you know, 
yeah. yeah. So so it's been leisure reading has been a thing of the past, but hopefully I'll yeah. make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. too. Um yeah. favorite vacation locale. Um, vacation I I'm I'm really easy, especially <laughs> again, vacations are sparse. But um yeah. I'll literally go anywhere. I'm actually going to Miami this weekend and uh, oh, nice. taking a little little getaway. Um, but I do – I love California. Um, my husband and I absolutely love California. We were recently in San Diego. And oh, we're, nice. We're like, we have to bring the kids there. And, um, you know, I love Europe. I, I lived in Italy for a little while. So, um, you know, I would love to bring the kids there too and get back there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the food is incredible. But, yeah, I would oh, say, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really – I don't discriminate. Again, I, I will take a vacation anywhere and I will have yeah. fun anywhere. So yeah. I'll relax, but I'll also love to sightsee and see art, you know, um, you know what, whatever that location has to offer. So, yeah. yeah. But I guess if I was to pick the most recent was San Diego and I loved it. So that's in yeah. the top of my mind right now. Nice, nice. And what is your superpower? The last question. What is your superpower? <laughs> That's a really hard question. <laughs> um, so I think my superpower is my ability to hyper-focus. So I think when I think of in terms of what has helped me create ArtNest um, is really when I set my mind to something, I do it. And, and mm-hmm. what you were saying, I do it with flexibility, but I literally cannot sleep until I get it done. Mm. And I, I've always been that way, even with painting and, and just creating a project or anything with my art. Like I forget to eat. I forget to sleep. I just, I have to get it done. And it's, it's just intuitive in me, within me to get it done. And, um, so I think it's just something that I was born with. And I, I think a lot of artists, sort of have that ability to hyper-focus, um, but I also enjoy, be, uh, you know, bringing pe- people with me for the ride and, and inspiring the people around me to kind of hyper-focus with me. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, build a good team around me and, and my ability to hyper-focus because I literally, like, I, I drive my husband crazy. I, like, I got to get the second location. Fun. Yeah, so I'm already thinking about location number three right now, and it's like I can't rest until I get it done. So, uh, yeah. So that definitely helps in business. So that's a huge superpower to have, especially yeah, the ability yeah. to inspire other people to hyper focus with you. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, what I'm doing is really fun. So it's not that hard to inspire other people to do it with me. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a no brainer for especially for other artists. So yeah, um, it's nice to it's nice to to provide jobs for artists to to come to work and love every day. You know, because I find yeah. a lot of people that are artists and they're you know, they're working at a restaurant or they're, they're bartending or whatever it is, and they you right. know, and that's fine. But they don't. There's no passion behind it, and now they're right. they're they're lit up and they're 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 giving me ideas that I didn't think of, and and I love the the you know the creative sessions that we have with them. It's it's, it's amazing to be around other artists and, and other people, like-minded people. That you know, it, it's really hard as an artist to find a job. You know that, yeah. that you feel good about. So. I feel good that I'm providing providing jobs for for these. Um, I have an amazing group of artists, and and I I love them dearly, and they they're you know they're ride or die, you know. So it's yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. So so I'm really appreciative of that. That's awesome. Well, I'm very yeah. happy for you and your journey of um you know establishing Artness uh, Studios, and um I just want to let the listeners know again your website is artnessstudios.com. 
Uh, check it mm-hmm. out. This is a lot of exciting things going on, and I'm excited to go. I'm, I'll probably be by there within the next couple of weeks with my two kids. Yeah, and um, do. I, I'd love to see, see that. Yeah, and I definitely want to come by with my husband as well for us to have like a art day <laughs> together. That sounds like a nice thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. And um, yeah, no problem. You know, good luck to you too. I love what you're doing too. Thank so we you. Got to stick together. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Bye.